Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's-get-it-done realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. This is super exciting. I'm excited to be here with Andrew and Rachel. So, Andrew who is, well, he's to my right, but wave Andrew and say hi. And he is a viral social media guru, which we all want to be, right? So he knows a lot about this. He is really good at this. He helps a lot of the Alcova loan officers within the branches with their videos. He's going to be helping me. He can help you guys too. So we can hire him to help us with what we're all pretty bad at. So let's just admit it. We could raise our right hand and say, I state your name. I'm really bad at this. And that's why I'm here to learn, right? Everyone. Yes. Good for you. And then we got Rachel. So Rachel is also a guru. Her official title sounds less exciting. Manager of marketing operations, right? You're like, oh, but what she does is makes all the loan officers look really good, right? And she's really good at what she does. So we are going to spend time today teaching you the right way and the reasons why you need to do short form video, right? And you hear that and you're like, huh? So things like reels, right? But it's also shorter videos. So that means less than 60 seconds. And we're going to get into this, right? And the importance of it. So Rachel, let's start with, so let's say I'm over 50, which I am. And I think, why on earth do I want to get in? You know, it's for the kids. So why do I want to do short reel video? How does it help me as a lender or realtor to do it? Awesome. So why is short form video so important? Well, let's take a look at these four different stats. And this is going to give you the proof in the pudding on why this is so important for you guys to really start to take advantage of it. 93% of companies have acquired new customers using social media videos. 73% of customers prefer watching a short form video to find out more about a service or product. 66% of consumers report that short form video is the most engaging type of social media content out there. And this last one's a huge statistic that I think really pulls the point across. 91% of users watch videos on social media weekly. 91%. Let's be honest, we're fighting for attention anywhere we can get it, right? That's where marketing comes in. That's where social media marketing comes in. Attention is literally the currency of the internet, and it's by far the most valuable thing a person can potentially give you is their attention. And I think the really big important point to really bring across is millennials and Gen Z, which are first-time home buyers, future home buyers, this is where they currently are at. And on top of all that, they're Googling people. They're Googling service providers. They're Googling mortgage providers and realtors to learn more about them to see if they want to work with them. And where are they going to be finding you? They'll be finding you on the internet, but they also will be finding you on social media. So doing more about building a presence and helping people understand who you are, not just as a professional, but as a person, it's such an important thing. And that's where short form video comes in. I agree completely. And now if I'm the only one that started watching a video and then got sucked into the next video, so mine are random, right? Like I love the rescue dogs. And then all of a sudden it's the, the military guys, the men and women coming home and getting, and I'm like, oh, and I'm crying. And then I'm 
So you get sucked in and then it's been an hour and you think what just happened, right? So that's kind of you getting into these reels. So I can't be the only one. I know that everyone's like, whoops, I was supposed to be doing this at work and I just watched 87 videos of cats or whatever it is. So that is absolutely true. So 91% of people, you know, we're all one of those people in some way or form or it's like, I need to change a tire. I'm just making this up. I'm going to go on YouTube, right? And learn how to do it. Or I'm going to go on YouTube to figure out which fill in the blank to buy. So there's no doubt it is the way people learn. Andrew, what else do you think they need to know about why we should use this? Yeah, I think lots of times we overestimate how much people know about certain industries. And I think lots of times, whether it's real estate agents, loan officers, whoever, stuff that is very simple to them, concepts and, and ways that things work, they don't realize they could film 30 seconds of them explaining what an escrow account is. And there's there's people that would watch that and learn for the very first time what an escrow account is or what a down payment is and what different percentages mean. And I don't know if anyone saw the video that went viral recently. It was a mom filming her teenage daughter. And she said, like, Kaylee, if you went into a bank and they asked for your social, what would you tell them? And the girl said, yes, I would give them my Instagram. And you see the dad in the background, he's like cringing so hard. He's like, it's, are you serious? And because this girl's like 17 and she's oh. like, what? That's that's the only social that I have. And so, yeah, that of course, all of us would know they mean social security number. But again, younger generation, some people that haven't purchased their first home videos that are very simple to to us would be good content for them to engage with. Well, I mean, I think think about there was also the video of people trying to use the roll dial phone, right? That's the best thing. Yes. Try to dial out on the phones that we all use that hung on the walls. Okay, we're, we're getting this point. Everyone's there. We need to be there, right? And a lot of us are like, yep, yep, we totally should. I know. I know I should be there. And that's not going to happen because I don't want to do it. So let's keep going. So it is true, right? Because it's not like anyone joined today and said, oh, video, they have videos on the interweb, right? Like we all know this. So it's like, okay, let's talk about different things. First, we know it's under 60 seconds, but like how long ideally should these be? So Rachel, how long do I want to be shooting for to get people's attention and not lose them? A lot of experts will say that 30 to 45 seconds is really that sweet spot. And if you consume a lot of reels yourself on social media, I would ask yourself the same question. Like, how long do you even spend when you're watching a reel? Like, how many seconds do you even give that reel a chance for you to watch it all the way through? Nine times out of 10, you're probably going to say maybe three seconds. So it's very important, regardless of however, how long your reel is, that you can really capture that attention within the first three to five seconds. Yeah. So don't be boring at the, I guess, right. I think if we all knew our dispersonalities as well, a lot of us are high D's, right. Where it's like, right. As soon as you, you know, you answer the phone and someone's like, hello, I'm done already. I'm like, that took too long. So I think it's the same thing, right. If we're trying to engage, get to the point or get to kind of something interesting fast enough. Cause that's how we all are now. We have no patience for anything, right? Like just get it to me now. So, all right, Andrew, let's be honest. Why are the majority bad? Why are so many videos so bad? Like, what do people do wrong? I think they either forget what the end goal is, or they try to accomplish 15 different goals in one video, and you don't have time. Like, a video needs to be either educational or entertaining. It's hard to combine so much of that, unless you're one of, the, like, the really good comedians that can suck people in, like you said, and then you scroll to the next video. You're not going to accomplish it all in one video. 
and it's realizing there's so many different types of videos you can be making other than just the talking head where you're explaining the home buying process. There could be funny walkthroughs. There could be worse things you've seen when showing a house. You know what I mean? There's so many different ways. And I don't think people release their creativity enough. They try to just do and stay within the box and they don't experiment with it. And it used to be if you were going to take out an ad or make a commercial, you were going to invest thousands of dollars and it was either hit or miss. And that was a big deal in the industry years ago. These days with creating real, you're investing 60 seconds of your life to create this. You post it. If it flops, it's not the end of the world. You didn't lose a ton of money. So it's worth it to experiment on this. And I think that's what most people aren't doing. They're not taking the time just to see what is going to work. Yeah. And I think your point is that, and anyone who's listening right now, let's really think about that. So we're either learning something. So we're educating in some way, right? In a fun way, not like, you know, when you'd go to school and there was a teacher that you were like, I cannot listen to this any longer. Right. So we don't want to be like a drone of boredom, but we're educating or we're entertaining. And it's true. Like I don't need anything depressing, right? Like I love the commercial, the SPCA commercial on TV with the arms of the angel. Right. But I just can't even listen to that song anymore because it just sucks the life out of you. So you don't want to suck the life out of someone you want to entertain them. And I don't mean like be a clown, right? But like, I want to listen to you when you make me laugh, because it's already stressful enough. It's like, I want to escape for a little bit, either learn something that I'm like, Oh, I should do that. I need to read that book. Because Andrew said, this was a fantastic book that I can learn about whatever, right? I want to learn, I want to engage, I want to grasp something, or I really do want to laugh, right? So I think also humanizing ourselves, like I was joking with Andrew that, you know, one of the funniest things that I wore two different shoes to a listing appointment, you know, one was black, one was brown, one was a higher heel, one had an open toe. And as I'm telling them, they need to hire me for my attention to detail. I have two different shoes on, right? Like, duh. so I think things that humanize us, right? Everyone can relate to like, oh yeah, I just fell down the step or I embarrassed myself or I forgot this. I went to the wrong house. Like all these things have happened. So I think these are things that people go, oh, I really, I can connect with them because they're not trying to be perfect, right? I think too many of us try that and we're not. So we talked about what we should, we just talked a little bit about, right? And Andrew, one of the things you and I talked was kind of learn from those doing well. So we really do need to sort of cyber stalk in a good way, fellow realtors and lenders and see what engages us, right? Because like Jonathan and I laugh all the time. So Jonathan's my lender and we'll send each other things all the time. And usually they're the bad ones, right? And just because it's like, either this person's trying too hard or it's trying to be something they're not, or it's this weird dance thing that I just don't get that people do. But I think that pay attention to what someone's doing that you really connect with and love. And I'm not saying just steal their stuff because you are a different personality or, you know, what ideas are working that you can make your own. Do you guys, Rachel, you agree with that? Start with kind of looking at what's out there and what you think I would engage in this. This would be something that would be worth my time. Yeah, absolutely. Consumers make great creators because first you have to see what is currently out there that grabs your attention that you can therefore look at yourself and say, hey, I can do that. That looks pretty easy to do. Let me try doing it right now. Marketing is always really big on rip off and duplicate and make it better. You can see possibly a really bad reel if you're like, you know what? There was a good idea behind that. Maybe I just need to tweak it a little bit differently, maybe film it a little bit differently, re-script it a little differently, and I can totally make this better. You can totally do that. I think it also comes down to having a lot of pillar content because I think folks feel like 
it just has to be this one marketing ploy or or topic right after another. It actually doesn't. It's about you being you on social media. It's not just about you being a realtor or a loan officer or some type of mortgage industry expert. People want to get to know you and find out who you genuinely are and that you're a trustworthy source for them to go to with their business down the road. So I think that's really important too. So when I talk about pillar content, it could be content related to hobbies that you're interested in or your family or pets. People love pets, y'all. People they do. love pets. Yeah. And it's also about creating conversations. If you want to generate leads, if you want to build an audience on social media, you have to be willing to start conversations and engage with other people. That's a really big one as well. Keep in mind as well, People pay for solutions to their problems. As a realtor, you solve problems, don't you? You help people find the home of their dreams or a home that fits within their price budget that they have at that time. Mortgage loan officers, we help people buy that home. We give them solutions to their problems, whether it's credit, whether it's down payment assistance. We're the gurus. We just have to help people understand that we are here for them. That one's really important. Another really great piece of content that you can do is showing gratitude. Heard it said to me, gratitude portrays abundance and abundance portrays success. That means when you're demonstrating gratitude through a reel, it's showing that you're a very successful individual, but in a humble way. It's not like you're out in your, your yacht or your mansion or you're out on the golf course talking about how successful you are. You're talking about it in a much more humbling way. And that really jives well with a lot of people who are following you. You mentioned this earlier, Marjorie, about humor. Humor disarms people. And I love humor when it comes to reels. Obviously, you want to keep it in really good taste and be very careful in how you put it out there. But at the same time, like people love humor. And if you check out our Alcoba Mortgage Instagram, which I hope all of you go and give us a follow after we get off this call today. But if you go check out Alcoba Mortgage's Instagram, you're going to see a lot of our reels are actually dealing with a lot of humor, but the posts that we put along with that reel actually gives a lot of really good educational content along with it. So like last week, we did a reel on HOAs and we pulled audio from a scene in Parks and Rec. If any Parks and Rec fans around here, you might know exactly which piece of audio I'm talking about, but it's fun. And then in our little blurb right below it, it talks a little bit more in an educational fashion about HOAs and DM us to learn more, things like that. Frequently asked questions are a really great idea, talking about mortgage acronyms or different things like that, things you get asked most often as a realtor or as a loan officer. Success stories, ways that you have saved the day for somebody. Don't disclose names about your borrowers or your buyers. But just talking about how you you saved the day for somebody, that's another really great one. And then light bulb moments. What's inspiring you right now to get up and go to work? Is it something that's more personal for you? Is it something that's motivating you more as a professional? Pull out your phone, start recording, and talk a little bit about it. Those yeah. are just a few ideas. I hope you guys wrote those down because you just have enough, right, from those ideas, you could do reels for the rest of the year, right? So, <laughs> And I think that's the biggest thing is we don't know where to start. And we also, like a lot of people with video, they're like, nah, I am not going to record my, because we have this, you know, just this fear 
not only what to say, but what we look like and how are people going to take it? And I think it's funny, either you're out there and you're just recording everything to like, you know, every bit of food you've ever eaten in your lifetime, right? You're like, there they are again, or we're afraid to do any of it. So I think it's the start and it's varying it, right? So I think it's also like, it shouldn't be all pets, right? I, don't, I mean, I have dogs and love dogs, you know, yes, I would attract but I also try to get people to buy and sell houses, right? So if I worked at the SPCA, maybe it would be all pets. But I think we have to vary our content because some things people will grab onto. It can't just be our fantabulousness and our I love me wall, right? Like that's the kind of, you know, and every reward you've ever won, like nobody cares. So I think varying it. And then Andrew, let's talk about some like, like if I'm going to put one together, so I've got 30 to 45 seconds. So let's talk about kind of like the specs because we know we got to, when we say start with a hook, so yeah. Mr. Guru. So if I've got yeah, so all 45 seconds, how do we kind of put that all together that quickly? So give us like a format. Yeah, like 95% of my videos are going to have a caption on there. So if people are scrolling, hopefully it's something that will at least get their attention enough for them to stop on that video. And that's kind of what I do. So if you go to my feed, 95% of it, if you're looking for a certain video too, you can scroll my feed. And, and see which video you want to click on. And then one thing that I want to add real quick, just before I forget it, is I posted a video back in December and it didn't do that well. It got like a few thousand views. And then over the last four weeks, I started getting notifications for it. And again, this is a video that's like almost a year old and it ended up getting almost half a million views almost nine months later. And so when you're creating these reels and you're putting them there in your feed, you are kind of investing for your future because you're going to have content that you don't know when it's going to get put in the algorithm. You don't know what person is going to go back through your videos and need that video. And so you might not see an immediate return on that time investment, but that is content that is created. It's there and you don't know what it's it's going to uh, lead to in the future. And um, you made me laugh because as we're all sitting here, like I'm literally going, gosh, I hope when I do my first like official one, I get like 10 people to look at it. And you were like, <laughs> So you're just, you know, we're all a little now in trouble because you're like, well, only got like a few thousand views. I'm going to be like, I got six. So, you know, maybe don't shoot us that high for, but you know, I'm just someone to see it would be great. But no, someone asked where they can find you on Instagram. So I thought I would make sure I, I asked that question. How yeah, my Instagram is purple heart vet. Oh, okay. And then Facebook, you can just search Andrew Smith. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure. So, okay. So we start with kind of a hook or something to engage them. We're, we're then identifying a problem or, or whatever we're doing, providing a solution. We have a caption that was really important. And then, you know, like, Hey, never do this when you're looking at houses, right? It's something that's your people are going to be like, Ooh, well, you'll never guess what I did with your neighbor last night. I think that's hilarious, but that might make sense. <laughs> okay. I listed their house. That's really what I was getting for just so I'm a realtor, but I think that we, you know, also find our rhythm. Don't you think, I think it's sort of like once we start, so once we commit, I think we start getting more comfortable, right? I think, so you got to get through a few where you just got to post them. Don't you think it's like review, if someone else review them, just make sure they're not, you know, something's not really wrong. And then you just got to post. You've got to yeah. have something. And here's where you'll start learning because my 17-year-old daughter, she loves to do choreographed dances. I'm never going to do a choreographed dance. Thank you. I think you could. Unless Rachel gives me a really big Christmas bonus or something. <laughs> then I'll put the elf hat on to whatever. But no, so you could do a faceless YouTube channel these days where you never appear on camera especially in the real estate world. A content could be 
the houses, the living rooms, the kitchens. You could add music to all of your reels or you could add music to none of your reels and just do voiceovers. Get creative in the way that you kind of plan out these reels. And and again, some of them are going to flop. When I first started, like Marjorie was saying, it wasn't thousands of views on all my reels. It was, I would get excited when I hit a hundred views. So just kind of start figuring out what works and some things are going to work. Some things aren't. Try different things though and, and see what works for your audience. Right. So along that line, it's like I did one in February, right? Like we have to have some regularity to them. I don't think we got to do 12 a day where people are like, Whoo! but you know, let's talk about getting started. So we're going to assume everyone here, which is probably the right assumption, isn't doing them regularly. So how often, Rachel, I'm going to commit to this, right? Everyone here who's listening, it's not just because you had nothing to do. You need to do videos. So we're going to commit. How often, Rachel, do we commit? So. Obviously, you really should be posting something almost every day. Here at Alcova, we post on average between four to five times a week, and two of those posts are going to be reels. But I think it has a lot to do with where you currently are in your social media strategy. If you don't hardly post at all, posting four to five times a week or even every day, that's going to be a major struggle for you. So the best advice that I can give you is if you're not posting a lot right now, try to post one time a week. It could be a real, it could be just a regular social media post. It doesn't matter, but you have to start being a lot more consistent. And if you try to do a post every day, you're going to easily feel overwhelmed and then you're going to quit. And we don't want you quitting. We want you getting started and then slowly building it up until you get more and more comfortable. And then again, it's just become second nature to you after a while, but Daily is great. Once a day is great, but start slow and then build up to that and build that momentum. Agreed. It's like when we say, okay, right, we're all, we're all, it's January 1. What are we all going to do? Well, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to go to the gym every day. I will eat no sugar, right? And I'm going to just work out all the time. And then it's like, no. But if you say, I'll go to the gym once a week, right? Okay. And then I can build up to twice a week and then I can build and I can start taking sugar away and become a hateful shrew, but that's a different thing. But I'm just saying we all do this. We do. We're like, I'm going to do it. I'm committed. I'm going to 50 a week. And then we don't do any. So I agree. I think if we start with once a week and then roll that out, we're comfortable with it. We learn how we feel, how, you know, what our voice is. We go to two, we go to three, our goal being four to five. I don't think any of us Well, maybe some people will do seven plus times a week, but four to five times a week with a consistency and a plan is a great presence. So I think people think about that, just do the first one and then just commit to start. Cause it's sort of like what we all do. So realtors, it's like, oh, I'm going to call my clients. And we send them all a letter and say, I'm going to keep in better touch with you. And I'm going to call you. And then you never call them. Right. So it's like, no, we can't do that. We got to just stay consistent. So, all right. Andrew, so obviously now I need to become a videographer. I have to buy expensive equipment, right? I got all these things. Really, no. What do I need to do this? What equipment must I have? If you have an iPhone, probably definitely good to get started. That's what I do. I don't think I've opened a computer in like four years. And yeah, you know, if you have a phone these days, you have the capability to produce pretty good content. And again, people are viewing this and then moving on so quickly. Most people aren't judging your lighting and different things like that. They're just engaging with your content or they're making the split second decision not to engage and they they move on with their life. (laughs) So I've been thinking about this during this call. If I was a real estate agent tomorrow morning, I had to wake up and make content for the real estate industry. Probably the very first thing that I would start doing, and this is something you could easily start posting once a week, 
is I would review local businesses. Yes. And I don't know where you live at, but there's probably tons of restaurants around and it could be a handheld video either with you in it or with you not in it where you're walking up to the local pizza place and you're saying, I'm here at Sandro's Pizza. I haven't had their grandma's pie yet, but I'm going to give it a shot. And then it's a video of when they bring it out to you. And then the last clip could be you telling what it tasted like. Now, obviously, hopefully I don't have to say this, but I wouldn't do any bad reviews (laughs) of local restaurants. Ever. (laughs) I'm not telling you to lie about it. Maybe if you get a bad experience, just don't post that one. But what that will do is if you share that reel, that local pizza place is probably going to share it to their followers as well. Their followers are probably the same clients that you're trying to reach. And if you start doing this over and over, you're going to build up your local following because you're targeting the local restaurants, those kind of things. And so honestly, that's probably what I would do just to start creating some kind of content. And and once you get the first few down, you can kind of do those in your sleep. You know what shots to get. You know how to do the voiceover, all of those things. It's going to be work at first, but then that's one post a week. And you can do that again on your lunch break, wherever, and that that's content that's going out. And then you can add another video, maybe educating people on something in the home buying process or an entertaining one about different aspects of a house that you need to look for, those kind of things. And that's kind of where I would start at. Okay. So we did have one question on Instagram. Should we use our personal or professional account? So let's say, you know, I'm Marjorie Adam and then I'm the Marjorie Adam team. Should I post to both? Should I post, you know, do I share the post from one to another? What do you recommend in terms of personal versus professional posting? You're going to get better engagement on your personal account. You, You just are. A lot of people are very picky about mixing their family pictures and if they have younger children in with their business stuff. And then that's a tough decision. And, and honestly, I have a public page. It's kind of like my professional page that jumped up to like 14,000 followers, but then my personal page took off and now it's at like 70 some. So I'm putting my time in on the personal one now and public ones just kind of sitting there. I'll throw content at it every once in a while. And my answer would have been different years ago. I would have said, build up that public one, but you'll kind of see where people are engaging with you at, and then you can make the decision from there. Can I post to both? Can I share posts from one or the other if I wanted to just two for it? Like, right? You if can. I-, I think you're going to lose people just because they're going to notice that you're doing that and probably be annoyed. I know that if I'm following somebody, even if it's yeah. a friend that has both, I'm like, I'm tired of seeing this stuff. So, yeah. Okay. So now, all right, now I'm recorded, right? And now editing. Editing, help us with some editing. What's the simplest? So I'm new at this. I got to do some editing app or what do I do? So I would recommend using either Instagram or Facebook, their actual platform to edit. If you need to add some different things and you want to be more in depth, you can go to InShot. That's an app that you can use. And then if you want to start getting to like the professional level, that's Rachel's area. Okay, so basically for the noobs, which is all of us, right? Instagram, Facebook, and have since seen it. My tailor does it for me, my little young one, right? Like she she goes on and does the things. So Instagram, Facebook, which can do a lot. And then InShot, I-N-S-H-O-T, InShot. Yeah. And then otherwise I go to Rachel. I say, hey, Rach, help me. Is that, or <laughs> I hire someone maybe is the next step. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, basically, if you're trying to do this on your own and you don't want to spend any money, download any special apps, you can do it straight from Instagram or Facebook. Those are really great tools. I've done it that way. And once you get the hang of it and you just take time to explore, don't get frustrated. Don't try to do it on a time crunch. Do it when you have time to actually explore all the different tools and features. Google is a really great resource for you to just ask questions, get on YouTube, look for some how-to videos to kind of walk you through some of the basics. There's plenty of them out there, trust me, because I've looked. But you can start there. CapCut or InShot are also really great apps for you to download to do it more. And then, I mean, I have a professional video background. I used to be a producer-director. So I know how to use like the, the professional editing software. And sometimes I use it just because I'm so familiar with it. Obviously, folks who don't have that background probably wouldn't want to use that. But I do use it from time to time for, for myself and for Alcoa. Okay, but for us, for the new for one. you guys, you have just, Let's commit to starting there because I think... Again, we're also all big on like, ooh, I should go get in shot. And then we're, you know, all into that. Let's let's start with the simplest. Because again, it doesn't need to be perfect. We just need to get it out there. Let's see. So one, one other thing is don't overlook the teenagers that are around you in your life. I go to my 17-year-old daughter all the time when I get stuck in the editing process. And I say, Addie, how do I add captions to this video? And she loves it because she gets to roll her eyes at her dumb dad. Yes. And be like, are you an idiot? You don't know how to add captions to a video. And then she like grabs my phone and touches it for like one second, hands it back. And like this whole video is like professionally edited. Yeah. So it, it's a win for her and a win for me. So if you do get stuck, seriously, ask a teenager around you. They probably know how to do this in their sleep. They already think you're ancient and don't know how to, <laughs> but it'll work just fine. They're already staring at you. Come on. <laughs> so I think. When we think through this, let me see what else I wanted to make sure. Consistency, right? So I think if we really look at this, it's a commitment to start, like we've got to commit to do it. And if we're going to do it, we're going to commit to once a week. We're going to commit to learning how to do it simply, right? So using Facebook, Instagram, we're going to understand this is leveraging our business, right? This is introducing where people are. Like people are always like, should I be on Instagram or should I be on Facebook? Yes, right? You need to be where your clients are. So it's funny because we tend to be in we is I'm queen of we. It's totally me. That's like, I'm always on here. And of course I say Facebook and then my kid's like, that's because you're old. And you know, <laughs> on Instagram and like Snapchat, not even going there. But, you know, we've got to be where our audience is, right? So if our audience is retirement age, then they're probably more on Facebook than Insta, although that's being very general, but you've got to be on these platforms because if that's where our clients are and that's where they're doing their research, we have to be on there, right? So we have to be consistent. Also, I think not making them salesy, talk a little bit about like, we are salespeople in case everyone here forgot, if you're a lender or a realtor, you're people are like, I'm not a salesperson. Yes, you are. Hi, you're a salesperson. You are, that's your job, but we don't want to be salesy, right? Like you don't want to be like, Hey, yeah, now, right? Like we don't want to be that person that, that we seem untrustworthy, right? Rather than trustworthy. So how do I not, Andrew, and how do I not appear salesy, right? In this video? Yeah, well, for those that don't know my background, I accidentally became a cook on Facebook over the past year. And it started, I posted one video of me making dinner that got over 10 million views. And now all of a sudden, when I go to the grocery store, people come up and ask me questions like I'm a chef. And 
like their go-to expert when it comes to culinary stuff. And I have no clue about cooking. I just follow the recipe. Uh, so honestly, I think you can become a mortgage expert. And, and most of you probably already are, especially in your local industry. But your online presence, you can become that go-to local real estate expert pretty quickly just by posting consistently. And be not even good. And we look good. Yeah. And so it's just that that consistent posting allows you to accomplish that pretty quick. Okay. Rachel, let's be honest. I want more leads. I want more connections. You know, I'm not just doing it because I have an abundance of extra time. And I thought this seems fun, right? Let's start reels. Like the whole point is conversations, connections, leads. Let's be honest. That's, that's why we would do this. So what else do I need to make sure I'm doing properly for that to happen? I think a lot of it just comes down to being a problem solver to keep away from being so salesy. Just, just offer tips and tricks for people or did you knows just random things like that. It keeps you from being such a constant sales pitch because let's be honest, that's like the biggest turnoff for your audience. If they feel like it's a sales pitch, they are swiping on to the next piece or next reel in their algorithm. So like you really need to find ways to just provide solutions, provide education, provide humor. And again, like I said, showing gratitude, helping folks see that you're successful because of the person you are, not just because you're this top producing realtor, or top producing loan officer, like you do it for all of the right reasons, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's important and all for also for us to be genuine, right? Like mm -hmm. I think while we're copying from others, we're all different. Like I'm very different than a lot of people, right? I have an arm full of tattoos. I am wide open. I am not shy. So how my content would be delivered is going to be completely different than someone else's. So I think I would still tone it down. Just, you know, I'll behave. But I also want to connect my tribe, right? Like I don't want to portray myself to be someone that all these people now want to work with me. And I'm like, these are not my people, right? Like that's not what I'm looking to do. So I think really being genuine and being yourself that someone knows, yes, this is someone that I would connect with is a huge part of this. Absolutely. So all this is important. Now let's look questions. Can a reel be recorded in Instagram, be shared, saved in LinkedIn or YouTube as well? Absolutely. So typically when I'm making a reel for Alcoba, for example, I will start it within Instagram, especially if I want to add captions or add music behind it or any type of titling or verbiage that I want to kind of throw in graphically. I'll usually start within Instagram and post it directly to Instagram. And then I go to my internet browser and I open up a tab and I search for Instagram Reel Downloader. And a bunch of different sites will pop. I usually pick whichever one's at the top, or I just use one that I save. And then I copy the link to my Instagram reel. If you pull your Instagram reel up and you look at the three dots in the upper right-hand corner, you can copy the link to your reel. And then you paste that into the Instagram reel downloader, and then it'll download the whole reel right to your computer with the sound and the audio and the music and the captions, all of the little extra tidbits that you added when you edited it within Instagram. And then you can take that and you can repost it to LinkedIn. You can repost it to Facebook. You can repost it to TikTok, wherever else you want to post it and cross post it. You can do it just by using a simple reel downloader. Okay. So I don't know, like everyone else is like, mm -hmm, simple reel <laughs> down. Sweet. Okay. I just learned what a reel was. Now I'm going to learn what a simple reel downloader is. Let's see. 
is there a reason it is better to download that way versus downloading before I post from the draft screen? Wow, this is someone who knows what they're talking about. So if you do it from the draft screen, it's not going to save your audio, I don't believe. So that's why I wait until I've posted the whole thing. And then I can just simply do a download after. And then someone's asking for instructions. We will share instructions. Yeah. No doubt you can reach out to us. And then if you're listening to this as a podcast, you can reach out to us as well, or we'll put them in the show notes. And then, oh, gotcha. Yes. Okay. Any other questions? This is your chance. You've got someone who, like I said, I'm hoping for like six views to a hundred views. You've got someone that's, you know, got millions of views. So if you guys are thinking of starting this, we got a couple minutes. Let's make sure you get your questions answered. So from the people that I can see, from those of you, oh, is TikTok too young? No, I don't think TikTok is too young. Again, you want to kind of meet your borrowers or your potential clients wherever they are. And if the younger generation is specifically more focused on one app over another, and you want to cultivate that and nurture that into being future leads for you when they're ready to buy and old enough to buy and they've established credit and they have a down payment ready to go, you need to start where they are. Okay. So if they're 15, you're catching them really early. Look, eventually 15 year olds also, they don't know what a checkbook is. And, you know, we got some work to do with these 15 year olds, but I think they eventually, I mean, my kid is 20 turning 22 and got, you know, a great opportunity and learned a lot from Jonathan. And he is all about like, mom, this with credit. And, you know, the earlier we can teach them, the better off they're going to be and financially savvy. So quite frankly, you know, as we're saying this, it's probably a great thing for us as people that are helping people with their finances, with their homes to be posting things that say, did you know, like share some credit tips, share some things for their kids, because that's pretty important because gosh knows they don't teach enough of that in school. Right. So I think it's something to be thinking about as well as how can we educate the up and comers, which apparently are on TikTok. So guess what party people you're all getting on TikTok. Yay. You. Anything else that we can answer now? Is everyone going to commit to this, or did you guys just spend a fantastic forty-five minutes learning something and then go, "That's nice," and you're going to move on? So I'd like to see some hands raised if you're going to commit that you're going to do a video. Oh, okay. Some people are like, "Okay," so that means that we need to see them, right? So, and then someone says, <laughs> "Does Instagram work on MySpace?" Yeah, does it work on MySpace, Rachel? <laughs> I don't know. I have not been on MySpace for many, many a year. <laughs> you know what? That could be a missed opportunity. For those of you that are super young on here, it used to exist. It was like email that video to my AOL email address. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're going to send it to your AOL. That's right. Via dial up. So it's going to take a while. Hey, one last thing. Don't forget that people, especially on the internet, love to give their opinion. Okay. So when you're creating videos, anything that opens the door for somebody to give their opinion, that, that will be a good thing for you. So like, give me a great, I'm a realtor. What opinion am I like? Cause some of them, there's stuff like, that I can do that. I don't know if realtors can get away with when I'm doing cooking videos, I will get my bag of cheese from Kroger. And as I'm putting it in the dish, I'll say, you want to use freshly grated cheese and people will lose their mind. They're like, that's not freshly grated. <laughs> And then like the next guy's like, bro, I think he knows that. Like, he's just kidding. Okay. So, so engage with them in a way, obviously we don't want to cause a problem. Right. But so anyway, that, that, cause it is true. Everyone likes to give their opinion right or wrong. Right. We all have. Yes. 
Okay. And so, yeah, if it's a, a view of a house, um, and, and again, I, I don't know the real estate industry, so I'm just throwing ideas out there, but it could be like, would these shutters look better in a different color? Little things like that. Anytime people can give their opinion, I think will be a good thing. Perfect. All right. So we got to keep that. That is true. Engagement. If, if someone got something to say, they're going to say it. So <laughs> guys, I mean, this, like I said, I think this is important. This is something we need. To, it doesn't matter if you're one of the little 20 somethings I've seen on here or the 50 pluses that are on here too. We've got to commit to doing this because I don't know about you guys, but I'm not going anywhere, right? I plan to be selling houses for quite some time and I've got to be connecting with the people that I want to connect with. So thank you, Alcova first for taking the time and really connecting us all. Thank you to Rachel, who is also a guru, and Andrew, the second guru, for teaching us and really caring about connecting us and that you know, we continue with strong businesses. And thank you guys for taking the time today to join us as well. Yes, and thank you, fun being here. for being our host. We appreciate you. Super fun, anytime. All right, guys, go make reels. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and homebuyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 40508, NMLS Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.